Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, Mama. Hello, Doing It at Home family, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here on behalf of myself and Matthew and Maya, because she's part of the team. We appreciate you, and we just think you are the bee's knees. You are the most awesome listeners out there in community, and we just think you're rad. So thank you. Big high five, fist bump, hug from us. And if you want to get in touch, if you want to connect, support the show further, there are a lot of ways you can do that. For one thing, you could be listening to us through Parents On Demand, the network that we are a part of. So go to parentsondemand.com or download the app and you can listen to our show along with all the other shows on the Parents On Demand network. Another thing you could do is follow us on social media. D-I-A-H podcast is our Instagram handle, trying to get us to that 10,000 mark. That'd be pretty cool and just, you know, feel like, yeah, 10K, that's pretty awesome. And we're on Facebook as well, and we have a private Facebook group for the community so you can connect with other doing it at home listeners, uh, mamas, some who have even been on the show as guests are in there. And so, you know, it's just a really great way to provide more connection and communication in the space. So, that's there. And by purchasing your Doing It At Home swag, you support the show firsthand and help us keep it running, help us create new content, line up new interviews, do more fun stuff, and expand the Doing It At Home community and brand and just really just opens up all the cool things that we can do. So thank you. And the swag includes your tanks, your t-shirts, your long sleeves, or whatever weather you're in right now. We have a bunch of cool different designs there for you, all different colors and styles and sizes. And we also have mugs for your doula or midwife friend or love in your life that you can gift, or if that's you, hashtag treat yourself. So all the links for that are there, or you can just visit our website, diahpodcast.com. All right, so today's guest, Dr. Lauren Craigler, 
is a really amazing woman, and I'm really excited to have her on the show. I first connected with her months back at a podcasting event in Atlanta, and we had a lot of like conversations and passions, and so here is the next iteration of that is having her on the show. So Matthew and I got to interview her about her and her work, and she specializes in pelvic floor physical therapy, which more simply stated, she helps women have pain-free, pleasurable sex. And all around the, you know, of course, the experience of motherhood comes in there. So we're talking how to approach that experience and that life change, you know, even before having kids. So sex changes, you know, can change a lot physically, logistically. And we talk about how sex can play an important role in keeping your partnership and your family together and close and intimate. And we look at some of the the problems and the patterns that show up in her work. And, you know, we leave you with some tips and some things that you can take away and put into action in your life right now as it relates to having a healthy, empowered, functional relationship to sex and our bodies, and particularly as women, you know, moving through the pregnancy, birth, and postpartum experience. This is such a valuable conversation that we all need to be having. So I thank Dr. Lauren so much for the work that she's doing and how she's changing women's lives and, and, you know, their partners and their families and thereby extension, their children. We're super passionate about this topic. And so we love that we can bring this to to the space for you beyond the the birth stories and the birth preparation these are these are conversations that we need to be having so without any further ado our interview with Dr. Lauren Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence I think not everybody's loving having fun with it Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life no purchase necessary BGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Dr. Lauren Kregler. Hello. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Sarah and I are pretty darn excited about this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So, Lauren, just for a little brief history and backstory, because I think it's fun, we met at She Podcasts, the podcasting conference for women here in Atlanta back a few months ago. And we just really connected, uh, have a lot of synergies, as I'm sure we'll get into here in our conversation. Um, so I'm so glad to bring that, you know, this this next element to the relationship, the connection by having you on the show, because you have a lot of awesome, juicy things to talk about. <laughs> well, you're a very fun to meet as well. <laughs> cool. So can we, let, let's start, how about you just share a little bit of who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got into your work. I think that would be a nice place to start. 
Okay, great. So I am a pelvic floor physical therapist. I say that slowly because most people have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, So actually, I spend more than 80% of what I'm constantly doing in my job and my clinic is working with people who are having pain with sex. Some of them are having chronic pelvic pain all the time, but a lot of them feel fine most of the day. They just really can't make that connection with their partner. Um, And so I actually have started just telling people, you know, being more upfront and saying, well, I'm a sex pain therapist so that they understand that better because most people don't know what the pelvis is. (laughs) So from there, I have a clinic that's brick and mortar, but in the past couple of years, I've transitioned to also doing coaching online because a lot of what I do is very teachable through video, which I know your audience would be really into because this is DIY. It's do it yourself at home kind of (laughs) stuff where there's no reason why your partner can't learn to do some of the physical techniques that I do. And then also a lot of it is mindset and coaching and communication with couples. Mm. Oh, that's so great. And I love how you said, you know, you just switch it up to make it palatable and digestible and understandable for those who might not, you know, cause even pelvic floor as a concept, not everyone is aware of. And then you say pelvic floor physical therapist. I mean, that's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like sex pain therapist. I help women with this area. I mean, that's very clear. I now know very well what that means and what you must be about to an extent. Right. And the other main thing that I focus on is desire because those things go hand in hand, right? So if you're having pain, you're often going to have less desire. And the other way around, if you're having less desire, it can actually lead to pain. So it's kind of cool. It's fascinating how that's connected. Yeah. Not just the physical. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of it is, is mindset and desire comes from, there is a physical aspect to it, but there's, there's so much more. So I love how you're, you know, kind of 360 approach there. (laughs) Yeah. So what interested you in this work? Uh, Does any of it come from, you know, personal experience or just in your observation over the course of your schooling and education? Well, you know, at first it was schooling and education and observation. um, And then I got to have my own personal experience, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, And, you know, before I worked with pain with sex, I worked with a lot of other pelvic issues as well. And I'm still really focused on how all of those things are connected. So just by talking to somebody who's having low desire or pain with sex, I'll start asking about other things that go on in the pelvis, like um, urination and defecation. So pee and poo, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going to be more direct. Um, And how all of those things, how your pelvis is functioning, those are all related. Um, So when a lot of times people say, I don't know if this is relevant, but I've been constipated for the past five years. Oh yeah, that's relevant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Um, So, when I look at someone's history, you know, I, you asked about mine specifically, you know, I have all, a lot of different things going on in my history and I, you know, I, um, it's all really related and that's what got me really fascinated is kind of what you said, the 360. It's the, oh my gosh, all these working parts are in there together. Um, and if I can change a few things, the big picture really alters. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about that picture then a little bit specifically, you know, sex, 
gosh, mm-hmm. we, we could be here for days, but sex <laughs> as it relates to, cause I think this is really great for our audience, you know, parents to be and or newly postpartum and in that world, sex can change, does change through the course of before you have your kids and as you're preparing for children and then certainly after, uh, and you know, we're talking about this 360 thing. So it's going to be physically probably for both of you. Uh, and then as well as like logistically, I guess, and emotionally and and mentally. So let's talk about that a little bit, how sex changes before and after kids. Can you help us out here? (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things I see a lot with before having kids is, you know, and I, I see people who have pain with sex after having kids, but a lot of them I see they've never had children and they're having pain. So Um, or low desire, and they're trying to conceive. And then that sets up this model where sex becomes kind of a chore. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. so we need to have sex on these three days, or when my body temperature is a specific, you know, uh, way, and then it becomes, you know, you're setting up kind of the wrong ideas of what sex is really about. And I totally get it, because it's functional at that point, you want to make your baby. Um, But then moving beyond that and getting back to the, like, this could be bonding and fun again, remember? (laughs) So that's kind of the before part. And then afterwards, yeah, physically, your body is a little different. You might have some scar tissue in the vagina or pelvic floor area, even outside of the vagina. Um, You might experience more pain than you did before or pain for the first time. Um, And the other thing that people often report is feeling just uncomfortable in your body. Like this doesn't really feel like my body anymore, whether that's a little weight or you're just um, a little out of shape, like the muscles in your core get really stretched out as you know, right? So they don't just spring right back all the time. Sometimes you need to work on that a little bit more or solve um, the separation that can happen in your abdominal muscles diastasis recti. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the physical things going on. And then you asked about logistically, man, that's probably, you know, sometimes that's the hardest. It's timing. Uh, you know, at first you have a baby who's home all the time, you know, um, and trying to find a time when you can have sex and be intimate. And also some people are dealing with where their kids are sleeping. So if your kids are sleeping in your bed and you're waiting until nighttime to have sex, you know, I always wonder how I just saw this interview with just came out with Dolly Parton and she lived in a one room house and Mm. was one of 12 kids. And I'm like, Mm. whoa, (laughs) you're, you know, just kind of scratching my head, like not one bedroom, one room. Yeah, there's some Cadillac babies. (laughs) So, you know, but, you know, finding time when, you know, if you choose to have your child in the bedroom with you, then finding time, you know, outside of bedtime to be doing that or a different location when your child's sleeping and maybe you're not. So just some of the logistics is, yeah, that's Mm. hard, (laughs) but it can be done. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Clearly, because siblings keep keep arriving. I have more than one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious on something that you said about women who are potentially having issues even before conceiving. And I find that very interesting. And I'm wondering if, if you can speak to this, if, 
there's more of that nowadays, kind of pelvic floor dysfunction or issues before having children, or we're just more aware of it and it's, it's out there more. But so I guess which of those, and then why would a woman be having that before having kids? Cause that's pretty interesting. Cause then I'm sure it only potentially gets worse after having kids. If you don't, you know, get the proper, you know, care. Yeah. So the first question about whether it's more or, you know, is it more often or is it that we're more aware? There's no way to really know that because yeah. honestly, the the history of studying women's sexual is- issues is sad, <laughs> you Great know, point. because we just didn't really study that. You know, Viagra has been out for decades <laughs> and, you know, it, women, oh, you guys have issues? <laughs> You know, um, that hasn't been studied very much um, beyond maybe 30 years ago. So it's hard to know whether that's something um, that is more common or not. I definitely think that we report it more. We still do not report it enough. I think it's extremely underreported because I have people who come to me all the time who have been having pain for years and years and they say things like, oh, I thought that was normal, or I didn't know that there was any help for that, or I thought I was just the only one, and so this is just some weird fluke thing, and I just had to suffer through it. You know, I, I hear the term, the term grin and bear it a lot, and I'm like, no, no, no. Um, so it's hard to know about the history of that, but that would be interesting to go back and be able to study. Um and then the other part of your question was about um, why that would happen before mm-hmm. pregnant or before yeah, pregnancy and childbirth. Um, and there's a number of reasons. Some of it can be a physical, you know, anatomical issue. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, it is um, tightness in the pelvic floor. That's the underlying source of most pain in the pelvis is tightness in the pelvic floor. Now there might be something else going on. They might have, you know, recurring UTIs, urinary tract infections, right? Or they might have reoccurring yeast infections or endometriosis or all this other stuff. If you have those things, I can almost guarantee you, you also have chronically clenched muscles in your pelvic floor. And what I mean there is like all the muscles between your pelvic floor uh, all the muscles between uh, your legs. So mm. when you want to pee, uh, or excuse me, when you don't want to pee, you know, but you sense the urge and you clench those muscles. So some people will call that a Kegel. That's what I mean when I say pelvic floor. Mm. Um, it's great to do that when you feel like you're going to pee and you're in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But outside of that circumstance, we really don't want to be contracting our pelvic floors, but many people are. And so an an analogy I like to use is when you raise your shoulders because of stress, you know, we've all either done it or most of us have done it, right? Or we've seen people do it. Like you're hiking your shoulders up, maybe you're in front of the computer. Um, It's fine that you're doing that for a short period of time. But if you are working at that computer doing that all day, you'll probably find at the end of the day that your shoulders hurt. And if somebody massages your shoulders, they'll find that there are trigger points. There's like crunch, crunch, you know, some Mm -hmm. spots that really hurt in those shoulders. The pelvic floor is the exact same way for often the same reasons. Like you're really tight. And after a while, when I'm working with somebody, they'll say after 
couple of, you know, sessions, they'll say, oh my gosh, I totally know what you're talking about now. I hung up the phone with somebody and I realized my pelvic floor was nowhere near the chair, you know, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> so, so is there stress related to the pelvic floor issues as well? The same way that you might clench your shoulders? Is that maybe why it may be clenching the, down in the pelvis? Yes, exactly. So, and the problem is too, that it's a cyclical problem because it may be that that phone call with, you know, a client or whatever was going on, your mom, you know, stressed you out and that made you clench your pelvic floor. That creates pain. And then on top of that, most people experience a certain amount of stress because of their pain, mm, right? Yeah. And so then they're clenching more and that can be this downward spiral and it sets up all those trigger points. So when I talk about treatment, I'm coming from all those different angles. How do we work on the stress, you know, the emotional stress in your life? How do we work on dropping the pelvic floor muscles and not clenching them so much? How do we work on treating the trigger points that you've set up those painful spots so that you're experiencing less pain so that you clench less? <laughs> Yeah, this is all this is all a little bit easier with like a diagram that I would use on a video, but um, <laughs> you know, because it's 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 like oh yeah, this is all connected, and you yeah. want to be not spinning down. <laughs> well, I, I love that you you know it's being addressed from those multiple angles because yeah, if if somebody is dealing with chronic stress and they're having a challenging time relating to whatever it is in life, and that is never addressed, then it'll just keep showing up and, you know, maybe in the pelvic floor or maybe it shows up somewhere else mm. and it just kind of mm -hmm. moves around the body as they continue to clench and tighten up and then experience all that pain. So the fact that you're hitting it from that angle as well as the physical angle, um, I, I love it. And I imagine you, re you receive feedback from your clients that so many other things in their life have released and lightened up and, you know, they feel more flow because, they're addressing not just what's happening in between their legs, but they're addressing, you know, some of those other big trigger points in their life as well. Absolutely. Because when we identify the things that have made that person clench, then it's like, okay, what was it about talking to your mom on the phone that made yeah. you clench so much? And how can we change that? You know, it, is there maybe just a boundary or two we need to set up or, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of different techniques that we can use to change that situation and then yeah then that might improve your relationship with your mother you know yeah we're talking then, about sex but it might improve your yeah. relationship with your mother yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and then it goes back to the sex and being yeah. able to be fully intimate and aroused and all those different things i love it that's that's awesome Mm, okay i'm excited where we're going with this let's take a <laughs> quick break and then when we jump back in i want to continue on this path great Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we're getting really juicy here. I want to talk about how sex, because you just said, you know, we're talking about sex, but your mother, your relationship with your mother could improve. Let's talk about the primary relationship with your spouse, your significant other, and then your family unit. How can sex help in that, help in your relationship, but then also in the in the family? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of times I think people don't take sex seriously enough. It's like this like side item thing for them when really sex builds such a connection. It's what sets your relationship with your partner apart from every other relationship you have. You love a lot of people. Hopefully you have really tight connections with them, but with your partner, you do one intimate during that you're releasing oxytocin, which increases your sense of bonding. So there really is a physical and emotional reason why we should be regularly having sex. Um, And the other thing I think people often don't focus on once that baby comes is that your partnership is the foundation of your family. So it feels very automatic to make time for your kids, right? Because your kids, especially a baby, they need you. They're crying. They need to be fed. They need to be changed. They have physical needs that you need to meet. So it feels very automatic. But making time for your partner doesn't feel so automatic. That's where you really need to prioritize that and set time for that. Mm. Ah, I love that. I love that. It's something that we've talked about on our podcast several times, just making sure that that connection between the parents is tight. And everything, you know, flows or doesn't flow from there. Right. Because everything else, and you said, you know, this could change other things in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see people and you know couples, I know you do, that are great parents and they parent as a couple, like fantastically. And then you see parents who are not on the same page, you know, having that really strong foundation makes us better parents because we're connected. We are on the same page. Like I'm picking up what you're putting down. We got this, you know? And when you have a disconnect, it makes everything, it makes everything harder. So what are some of the, the patterns you see, I guess, or some of the, the big problems, challenges that come up? Yeah. Well, for parents, I think that, you know, fatigue is probably one of the number one complaints, you know, um, and that's huge because you've just had this baby, you know, or a toddler and, it, you know, taking care of all their needs on top of yours is just honestly really tiring. And then at the end of the day, you know, not only are you fatigued, but you have very little time left. So there's a time issue. And not only is your time not your own, it feels like you're body's not your own, you know, especially if you're breastfeeding, um, you know, and I totally encourage breastfeeding, so don't get me wrong there. Um, but it, you know, makes you feel a little bit like this is not quite my body. 
And on top of that, you're getting your strength back. You're trying to get your stamina back. You know, your organs are kind of shifting back to where they, you know, hopefully back to where they were. (laughs) And, you know, you might have some, you might have a little bit of lingering pain. Um, You might have a little bit of unwanted weight, you know, and sometimes people, women especially, put a lot of pressure on themselves. I think there's a lot of pressure in society. Like, are you back in your pre-baby jeans, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, don't worry about that. You'll get there. You'll get there. You know, learning to love the body you're in is amazing. But, you know, all of those things put together you're fatigued, you don't have enough time, your body doesn't feel like your own, you know, that is a real, that's probably the biggest problem that, that parents face. And then low desire is mixed in there and probably Mm -hmm. a product of all of that too. So then to combat the fatigue or to work with it, I guess, and move through it to the other side, what are some of say, you know, the listener who is, we're checking all their boxes, right? They're like, yes, yes. And they could be pregnant. They could be newly postpartum, you know, who knows? What are a couple of simple steps they can take? What's something they could do, take action on right now to move closer to that, that space that you said, whether it's feeling great in your body, feeling the arousal, feeling the desire, you know, about yourself, your partner life, what are a couple of things that, jump out that you would suggest? Oh, um, that's a great question. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking there's like four things maybe. I think sleep is one that I'm always, you know, that seems so obvious, right? But a lot of people, the baby, they finally get the baby to sleep and they're not sleeping when the baby sleeps. I'm like, no, no, no. If the baby goes down at eight and you know they're going to wake up twice or three times, like you need to go down at eight too, you mm. know, or 830. Um, because you're not getting the same quality of sleep. You can sometimes make up for that with more quantity. Um, another thing I think of is diet, you know, looking at what you're eating, which, you know, it seems obvious, but a lot of people would think, well, well, right. Because that's what I have time. And I, you know, when I'm working with clients, if they're constantly at the drive through, you know, I'm like you can make a green smoothie super fast. Let me show you how, (laughs) you know, Mm. Um, you can actually save time and money by doing things at home that are, you know, going to give you the energy and nutrition that you need rather than pulling away from you. Mm -hmm. And another thing I'm always suggesting is exercise. And I don't mean, I am really careful that I think people should rest for, you know, at least a good couple of weeks before they're like, you know, going for really long walks and that kind of thing. But getting out and just walking a mile, you know, walking a couple blocks at least with a baby um, is really good for you, especially if you can get outside, because then not only are you getting exercise, which is helpful in sleep, like the, the physical movement itself, but being out and experiencing a little bit of sunlight, even on a cloudy day, can really help you with sleep. So it's kind of a twofold, you know, benefit there if you can get out and push that stroller and um, it's good for the baby, too. And the fourth thing I thought of when you said that, I just jotted this down real quick, is help. Yeah. Ask for help and accept help. So many women don't ask for help, but not only do they not ask for it, they don't accept it. (laughs) You know, somebody will say, can I help you with something? 
and they'll say, oh, no, 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 I've got this. Or people come over to your house and you feel like you need to go get them a drink, go get them. Do they need a snack? Like, no, you just had a baby. You need to put your feet up. So when I visit, you know, a new mom, I'm like, no, 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 you are not getting anything for me, <laughs> you know? And if it's a close friend, I'm like, why don't you go take a shower and I'll get your laundry started? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? I'll watch the baby, you know, and do this. And most people would rather, you know, they just can't accept that help. So like accept it. (laughs) What advice do you give for the couples who are looking to improve and increase their intimacy um, while working to heal some of that physical pain? Mm. You know, so they maybe they recognize that it's going to take weeks or months or longer to work on the physical pain, but they don't want to be missing out on that connection. So what sorts of, of, of activities and things do you recommend for those folks? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important to realize that sex, uh, you know, you can define sex a little bit differently, right? So sex doesn't always mean, you know, quote unquote, vaginal penetration, right? Um, So oral sex or mutual masturbation and things like that are still bonding. Hey, if you're getting that orgasm, then you're still getting the oxytocin release. And even if you didn't have an orgasm, you're still getting this time where you are making an emotional connection to each other. I mean, you are, you know, words are one thing, but actions are another. When I tell you you're important to me and I want to make time for you, that sounds awesome. But when I actually set aside 30 minutes to bond with you in a way, then you know it, you know? Um, I think that that can be felt so much more as that actions speak louder than words. And this is just one more scenario for that, right? Uh, Those are great tips. That's beautiful. like that. I also have a question about partners. How can partners who may not necessarily understand some of physically what's going on or emotionally what's going on, how can they still show up as supportive as they possibly can be, um, you know, while the mom is working through just sort of healing and and, uh, taking care of the things that she's taking care of? Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things is to listen, you know, so when she says she's stressed, she's stressed, right? Um, And then ask how you can help instead of assuming that, you know, well, if I do X, Y, Z, then that will take something off her plate. And maybe that's something that she actually doesn't want to give up control of that. She wants you to do something else, you know? Um, And a lot of times, everybody's so underslept, (laughs) everybody's so tired. And to get the ball rolling ask questions. Don't expect that, you know, she's going to uh, have all those thoughts organized and be able to give you a list. It's like, what can I do to help? Or, you know, is there a way that we could bond in a way that would not include sex or would not include vaginal penetration? Or, you know, what can I do to help you feel sexy? A lot of clients, and when I do public speaking, I like to joke about, um, I used to ask my husband, you know, how do I look in this dress? And then I realized that I didn't really, I didn't really want his opinion of that dress. I didn't, you know, like we're going out and I don't want, I don't want a fashion critique. And what I really (laughs) wanted was just to be told that I look sexy. So now it's kind of, or 
you know, or that I look beautiful or whatever, depending on where we're going <laughs> and how I'm dressed, right? Um, but so now I'll come downstairs and I'll just say, tell me how good I look. Uh, you know, and we laugh, we laugh about it every time, but it's because that's what I really want. I just right. want you to tell me how good I look. <laughs> and so that one thing, and that sounds so silly, but that one thing has a, allowed me to open up doors for, okay, since our job is to say what we really want, then this is what I really want in this mm-hmm. situation and that situation and, you know, that sort of thing. So sometimes, you know, to be the one to say, hey, what do you really want me to say here? Or what do you really want me to do here? Or how can I help you? You know, it's pretty amazing. That's, that's awesome. helpful for uh, coming up on my end. That <laughs> yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I'm like giggling to myself because I'm thinking of all the things like when I say, I'm cold. Are you cold? And you, and you look at me, are you asking me to turn off the fan? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> rather than just saying, hey, can you turn off the fan? Yeah. Um, and your husband is an OBGYN, correct? He is. So between the two of you, you guys will never go out of business because <laughs> it's like you help them make the babies. He helps them birth the babies and then just keeps going. Yes, yes. And we have two sons. And so I can only imagine, you know, they're seven and nine now. So we can only hide so much from them, especially right. because we both get professional journals that put graphic pictures on the covers and they come oh, in wow. the mail. <laughs> So wow. I'm like, yeah, that's what prolapse looks like, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I can just imagine like sitting down for their bowl of cereal, like just moving a pelvic floor diagram out of the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a pelvic, uh, I have a, you know, pretty much life-size plastic pelvic model um, that they see all the time and you can take out the uterus and you can take out the, <laughs> the right. rectum and the bladder. And so, you know, but honestly, I think that, you know, as just another tip for some of your listeners, because they're going to be raising children. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things we can do for kids and to prevent problems with pain with sex and the discomfort of talking about sex in the future is to be open and, you know, call a penis a penis and a vagina a vagina. And you can talk about vulva and clitoris and add other words in there too at some point, you know, because those are just normal body parts. Mm -hmm. And you know, to get back to your question about why some women have pain before having children, for some women, it the stress is around sex itself. And for some women, it's about a shame with sex. And that is, you know, just incredibly sad to me. Um, but it's something that is exciting, too, because when I get to work with those people, like, we, we got this. We can yeah. totally change this around for you. Um but to prevent that in your own kids, like talk about it like you're talking about an elbow. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that hurts? Okay. Well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Let me see if I can help you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, we you love know? that. Amazing. Yep. I think that's a really powerful note to, to complete it with, you know, as far as the example that we hold and the, the energy and the space and the conversation that we have around it. I, th- I think that's that's amazing place to leave listeners with as far as how, how we can create a new possibility with, within our children. Um, Dr. Lauren, where can people find you, learn about you and connect with you? Well, I am on Facebook and Instagram. 
Um, I'm well, I'm on other platforms as well, but those are where I really live. Right. Um, and I am at Dr. Lauren Krigler on all of those. So it's just Dr. Lauren Krigler is C R I G L E R. Um, and I'm sure you'll link those on your page as well, but, um, I also do coaching online. So that's one of the best ways to link up with me. And then I'm offering some courses online to make it even easier for people to learn things at home on their own time so that you can increase desire, decrease pain, and really work on your communication between the couple. Love it. And yes, all of that will be linked on the show notes and when we we publish. So Dr. Lauren, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks, guys. I so much enjoyed being here. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.